0: Counting at 8.13 now on this Thursday morning. Counting down the first big weekend of carnival. And the weather's going to cooperate. The rain, for the most part, is gone today. Bit cooler winds out of the north. Highs of 64. Some morning rain tomorrow. But then, just in time for that first big weekend of carnival. Highs of 59. Could be a little chilly at night. Saturday, cloudy, cold. Highs of 46. But if you bundle up, get in a crowd, jump around for some beads, you'll be all right. And then sunny and chilly Sunday, the jewel in the crown of the weekend, highs of 56. President Joe Biden yesterday kind of blamed some of the uh, place, rather, some of the blame for how classified documents ended up in his Delaware home and Washington office on his staff who packed up the contents of his vice presidential office. We thought we'd invite David Priest on, our friend, uh, former CIA officer, currently publisher of the National Security website and podcast group um, Lawfury, and has written two books, including The President's Book of Secrets. Good morning, David. How are you?
1: Good morning. It's good to talk to you again, Tommy.
0: It's been a while since we have spoken to you, so I'd like you to tell me a little bit about the book, The President's Book of Secrets, and your other book, and about your work as much as you can with the CIA. And, and that's just to let people know that you do know what you're talking about here.
1: Well, I, I do have some background in this. Yeah, so I worked at the, the CIA for a while, primarily as an intelligence analyst. That's processing all of the information that comes in to try to educate the uh, president and those around him of whatever party they happen to be about the national security challenges to the United States so that they're better informed to make decisions. And did that for a while and left. And a while after I left, I wrote a book about the highest level of that, the president's daily brief, the document that gets delivered every day to the president of the United States and a handful of other people with the most sensitive information in it. And it's been one of those few institutions that stuck around for a long time in Washington, about 60 years, that every day the president has, has gotten this book. So I've got a little bit of background on the classified document issue and how these materials are handled.
0: What I think is so good about the book is you, I don't think the average person realizes how much intelligence there is out there, how many gatekeepers there are. And it has to be distilled and filtered down both in terms of content and, and uh, I guess, importance because you the, the president can't go through every bit of security that is obtained every day. There's not enough time.
1: Right. Absolutely not. There's a whole lot of classified information about a whole lot of things. Listen, Tommy, there's about 197 countries in the world, depending on how you count them. There's all kinds of terrorist groups. There's all kinds of international issues from – the climate to the drug trade, all of these have some level of classified information about them that the U.S. government is collecting to try to figure out what's going on and try to figure out a way to anticipate opportunities in foreign policy, to head off threats in national security. And the best of those do get to the president. So it's not surprising that the president has a lot of classified material available every working day.
0: Let's talk about um, because people, you know, draw partisan lines on everything. The differences in the documents or in, in the circumstances surrounding by, uh, then Vice President Biden, now President Biden, then Vice President Mike Pence, now Citizen Pence, and former President Donald Trump, and the document classified documents that they had.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I, I don't think it's a partisan issue. At all. No, I don't think
0: it is, but I I think think, some people, David, you know, get in line.
1: Oh, yeah. People want to – yeah, people put it through that lens all the time. But listen, here here are the fundamental issues. One is there is a problem when the most recent former president, Donald Trump, and when the two most recent former vice presidents, that's Mike Pence and Joe Biden, all – have had some classified materials where they shouldn't be, as well as other presidential records where they shouldn't be. That is a problem that is not a party problem. That's a problem that has to do with the way that we handle papers in the transition, how many archivists are at work going through that material, and the process we have for doing it. And that certainly is begging for reform, because if you have the most recent people in those positions having that issue then you know it's not due to just one person or one personality. Now, the difference come, and again, this isn't a partisan issue. This is a personality issue. What happens when you are Mike Pence or the staff around him or, or Joe Biden or people who worked with him or Donald Trump or people who worked with him, and you discover there are some inappropriate materials, perhaps even top-secret materials, where they shouldn't be? One option is to immediately alert the archives, perhaps the Department of Justice as well, and get those documents out of there and have them take it over from the beginning. Um, another one is to either not know they're there or to not respond when people make queries about them and end up forcing a judge to approve a search warrant. Those are different choices that were made in these cases, but I don't think that's because of any partisanship. I just think that's the difference in personality between Pence and Biden on one hand and Trump on the other. They just handle things like this very differently.
0: You know, I'm just a civilian, and you can answer this when we come back, David, because we got a break coming up for traffic. But I don't I don't understand why there would be the need to take this home with you. I understand people take you know, their work home all the time, but when you're talking about classified documents, would there really be a need— for uh, then-Senator Biden, I understand some of the stuff goes back maybe to when he was a senator, Vice President Biden, Vice President Pence, and and former President Trump. Well, he he, he lives in a White House, so there'd really be no need. He works at home at the time. I just I don't understand why any of this would ever leave classified surroundings. And there could be a a reason for that. You can tell me when we come back. We're talking to David Priest, former CIA officer, a good friend, currently publisher of the national security website and podcast group Lawfare. And he's written two books, one including The President's Book of Secrets, which I thoroughly enjoyed reading. I think it'd make a great gift because you don't realize what actually goes on. I'm always fascinated by what happens inside of the White House. And always have been, and this gives you a glimpse into how each president wants to get their security briefing. Some read them, some don't. Some want them verbal, some want them written. Some are even concerned with whether it's printed portrait or landscape. A twenty time for traffic now on WWL. A twenty-five Tommy Tucker WWL talking to David Priest, former CIA officer, currently publisher of the National Security Website podcast podcast. I'll get it out, Podcast Group Lawfare. He's written two books about classified documents, National Security Security. Won the President's Book of Secrets, and I really did find that a, a very interesting read And about the different formats that the presidents wanted their security briefings in, and some pay attention and some don't. Right, David?
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh, all the presidents have received intelligence in one form or another, but some gave it a lot of time and really focused on it, and some didn't quite do it as well.
0: So w- why would there be a need to take this stuff home? I, again, you know, sure. if you're the president, you live in a White House, so that is your home, but yep. w- why why? I don't get it.
1: Yeah, uh, when you're in office, there there can be a need for senior most officials to have materials at home. Look, if there's a terrorist incident overnight or some breaking news of one country invading another country and you're the Secretary of State, you wanna have the ability to hear about it or read about it immediately. So you might have a part of your home designated as a classified area in which you can receive classified phone calls or you can have classified material uh, covertly secretly sent to you. And of course in the White House it's easy because you've got very, very good protections uh, all around. The issue of a former president or a former senior official having classified information at home There really is no reason for that. If there's any reason that a former president or another former senior official needs to see classified information, perhaps to help advise the current commander-in-chief, they can be brought into the White House or into a government facility to see it. They shouldn't be having any of that stuff at home.
0: And and the other part of it is, you know, I don't know what can be done with surveillance, but it's spy versus spy, even talking about that stuff at home. It's not a secure room, is it? That's
1: right. That's the scary part, Tommy, is some of these documents, and we don't know about all of the documents that have been found at all of the places from these, from these three gentlemen, but we know about some of the Trump documents because of filings in court, and some of them were classified up to top secret. And, and that is a classification that only protects the most sensitive information. That information, which is judged, could cause exceptionally grave damage to national security if it gets into the wrong hands. And I don't care if it's a Trump or a Pence or a Biden or somebody else we're going to find who has this, if it's being stored in a closet, in an office or in a resort or in some kind of residence, that is not a secure place because even despite the best of intentions, it's possible that somebody could get in there and see it. Who's not supposed to?
0: How much sense could say, you know, an innocuous employee, and I'm not putting anybody down. But if you're a, if you're a, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a somebody cleans a house or something like that, would would it be yeah. something that they could make sense of or not?
1: Here, here's what I'm reading from what we're seeing in the the press reports, and I don't know that this is true, but I suspect it's true. Is that there are boxes upon boxes upon boxes of personal papers and materials in the Trump case? Again, we have some court documents showing this that there's all kinds of press clippings and personal items and then there happened to be some classified information uh, documents intermingled with those so i think it actually would be hard for somebody to inadvertently come across this unless they're going through all the boxes for another reason and they happen across it i also think it would be hard for somebody to know where those documents would be and deliberately go into the closet and find them quickly because it sure seems like this is just a process of staff at the White House, whether it's the president's staff or archivists, who very quickly during the transition were bundling up a bunch of documents and either didn't know that they were classified material or didn't care that there was classified material and put it in with everything else. I think it's pretty hard for somebody to know it's in there unless it was done deliberately. We and only, I'm not sure we've seen evidence of that yet.
0: We only have 30 seconds left, but you know, a lot of companies have counters on copying machines because they don't want you doing personal work on their own copier. Mm -hmm. There's no control over how many copies of this stuff was made and where they are?
1: For some of the documents, there are. There are numbered copies for the most sensitive documents. Um, Usually those are kept track of. Um, I'm doubting that some of the documents that we're talking about here are some of those that might literally only have eight copies made for people to see. Mm -hmm. They might still be sensitive, but... If the president gets it, there's a whole lot of paper moving in and out of the Oval Office on a typical day. And it's not surprising to me that there could be some intermingling of these documents in a way that
0: there shouldn't be. David, thank you. I appreciate your time and your expertise. We'll talk to you again soon. When we come back, we'll all star closer. Kenley Jansen, we have a question What's the best podcast of all time.